fueled by the outdoors, your source for hunting, fishing, archery, and all things outdoors. Welcome to Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates, and I'm coming to you by myself today uh, due to the fact that we are spending lots of time in the deer stand, and Chris is currently sitting on stand. It is the first week of November, which means it's that magical time of year when bucks lose their minds and start chasing does everywhere. So, unfortunately, I can't be on stand tonight, but I wish, I wish, I wish that I was. But I also just got back from uh, deer camp in Ohio, so there's a fairly good reason as to why I am doing a podcast instead of sitting on stand. Obviously, family time is very important, so <clears throat> I, uh, I hunted yesterday morning, uh, had a doe come in behind me, uh, but did not have any bucks uh, you know, walk in front of me and uh, decided today that I had some other stuff that I had to get done. So uh, I think everybody knows how that is when you have things that you need to get done, you get that done first. But I am here today to discuss how my season has been up to this point. So like I said, I just got back from deer camp in Ohio and it was a little bit different type of deer camp this year. I go up with my dad, my uncle, and my brother came up this year too. And uh, typically, the way that it operates is that we go up there and we are there this week. Uh, it's November 7th today when I'm recording this. We would typically be either uh, heading up there today or I would be uh, actually leaving today um, from up there. I normally uh, try to coincide it near Ohio's or um, <clears throat> Kentucky's gun season. And I don't typically hunt the first weekend of uh, Kentucky's Gun ever, but this year I'm going to be able to due to how things panned out. So for years um, at this place that we have access to, we've always had pictures of big deer at the end of October. And due to some scheduling conflicts that we had, I actually got to uh, go up there this, this last week of October this year. And I was really excited. But we went and hung stands, and we're seeing a lot of good deer uh, traffic in those areas. And we ultimately uh, get up there, and um, it was uh, just a little bit different. A lot more leaves on the trees than uh, what we're typically used to. A little bit more of a sense of, um, uh, I don't know, I guess, I guess more traffic at different times of day but it the property itself has been kind of upended over the past year they did a lot of selective cutting we were worried that we weren't going to have a lot of deer on camera well we checked cameras had a lot of big deer on camera um and we thought wow we're still going to be able to you know hopefully put down a good buck so Chris has been on me, he's like every year, like you need to go up there at the end of October, you need to go up there at the end of October. I'm like, okay, well, this is my first year where I'm going to be able to do that. So I was, I was pretty stoked about it. So I get up there Tuesday afternoon, we get camp set up, and I go out Wednesday morning, and uh, it's nice, cool morning, and I don't see anything that morning, uh, go out that afternoon, and then I see one small buck that winded me. Uh, and when I say small buck, I'm saying a spike with maybe a fork on one side. So no big deal there. And uh, where my stand is, is it's on a hillside about three quarters up next to a clear cut. These deer traditionally go in and bed and 
kind of do all their activity in. And my dad is, uh, you know, five, 600 yards away from me at the top of this ridge. So we're, we're pretty close in <clears throat> proximity. So we get up the next day and uh, it starts raining. And I would like to just say that was the end of the trip. <laughs> but uh, it, it rained uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the day that I left on Sunday. It was an absolutely beautiful day. But realistically, I uh, I said, you know what? I'm here to hunt. I've only got so much time on stand, so I decided that I was going to stick it out. Had my rain gear stuff, so I, I put it on. And, um, you know, if the rain did stop, I, I would hopefully see a deer. Well, it wasn't like sprinkling. This is like a storm system moved in and hovered over where we were at. For three straight days, um, and it just poured and poured and poured. Um, I did have on my stand one encounter where uh, I had a small spike come in, and it was right when it stopped raining, and he passed on through. So I didn't, I didn't shoot him. I didn't feel comfortable. It was only the second day of the hunt, and you know it does get to be a meat hunt at some point. So um, on Friday, it's still raining. And my dad says, well, why don't you go sit in my blind? We had set a blind up near his climber. And, uh, you know, I was like, oh, okay. Well, he's like, well, I've got a, I've got a try. I've got a bog pod in there, which if you don't know what a bog pod is, it's this thing that's got like a, uh, it's almost like a shooting rail that you set your crossbow on. And uh, I had taken a crossbow up just for this reason, just in case it rained. Um, I didn't want to try to, you know, screw anything up with a, you know, looking out of sight, I'd rather have a scope. So I was like, sure, I'll go sit. So it's pouring, all pouring down rain in the morning. Don't see anything. Go back out in the afternoon where it lightened up a little bit. And then the rain stopped. And the rain stopped. And probably 15 minutes later, uh, I'm looking down in the blind. And I look up and there's a deer standing in front of me at 23 yards. So I, uh, slowly get set. Uh, the deer was really skittish cause the wind was swirling and stuff. And I put the crosshairs on the deer and let an arrow fly, felt good about it, hit the deer and it, it took off like a bat out of hell, just like flat out getting it and ran and ran. I was like, Oh great. So I text, you know, dad and my brother, Hey, I got a, I got a, did you shot a deer? Um, you know, I, I'm going to sit here a little bit and then we're going to go wait and you know, they're going to come up and help me. So I uh, let it sit and uh, I wait about 15, 20 minutes. I get up and go over to look at the uh, area and i not seeing blood or a whole lot of hair. And then I notice uh, I look over and I bumped a small uh, four point. So I bumped it. And uh, it runs down this uh, skitter path where the, where they had been doing logging at, and uh, he runs down the hill and away. So uh, I uh, I'm out there looking around, looking for blood, and I find a little bit of blood. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm seeing blood. So my dad, my brother, and my uncle all get there. They, we got the deer cart, and at this point, it's starting to get dark, uh, and the rain had not picked back up yet. So we're looking, we're finding blood. Find a pool of blood where it looked like uh, the uh, deer had stood. It was a doe, uh, and 
that was when things got to be hard. Uh, it started raining. And when it started raining, it was harder to find blood. And when it was harder to find blood, uh, we started to go back and we looked, and there was white hair and not brown hair. So there was brown and white hair. So um, thought is, is that I probably hit the deer a little low. So we go, and we go look and look, and we find blood finally, and uh, we find a deer trail. And then we hear something jump, and uh, we're like, oh, well, you know, it's probably that deer, but it's pouring down rain at this point. We want to make sure that we're on the deer. But then uh, it gets to be a point where uh, we, when we bumped it, we're like, eh, do we keep going? So we went a little bit longer, but then we heard something. Uh, wasn't a blowing or anything. We heard some movement, and we're like, why don't we back out? Um, I was sure this deer was going to die. I was positive. I was like, we'll just back out. Uh, and we saw a lot of blood. And uh, we were getting lost in the dark and that kind of stuff. So we go back to the cabin, sit around, talk about everything, kind of decompress what all happened. Uh, and then uh, we get up that next morning. I couldn't really sleep all that well. You know, I think any of us who have shot a deer and <clears throat> don't like leaving it lay for coyotes for uh, any reason, you want to, like if you put an arrow through something, you want you want to go get it. So I go. I get up, um, and uh, we had a, just a real stressful morning, which we can talk about on a different podcast at a different time. But uh, it only ended up being my brother and myself going out due to some things that had happened. And uh, we go, we uh, get our bows, and we go back to where we saw last blood, and we drew an arrow pointing that way. And we look, and it is like going directly into a huge bramble thicket, um, down trees, everything. So we, we decided to start grid searching and we searched and we searched, we searched all the property that we were allowed to search. And, uh, we, um, kept going, couldn't find blood, couldn't find blood, kept looking, kept looking, kept looking, no hair, nothing. And, uh, we decided after about two and a half, three hours that um, the deer uh, probably got it onto a neighboring property, started walking, laid down somewhere, and, uh, and uh, expired. The unfortunate end of this is is that um, due to us not having permission to be on those other properties, we were not allowed to go over there. So um, really, really, really upset. Uh, about it I was not happy um, I went and searched a whole other area away from like completely away from the area thinking it might be over there nothing um, but at that point you know who knows coyotes could have gotten it uh, I'm almost positive that deer expired with as much blood of what was coming out of it and uh, it, it's it's upsetting from the fact that um, not only did I put a shot on it that wasn't immediately fatal uh, this is the first deer I've ever not recovered. Uh, I've been hunting almost 30 years, and I've never not recovered a deer that I've shot. Uh, it's taken a little bit sometimes, but um, whether through strangers helping or um, me going out with family members or uh, you know me finding them myself, 
it, it I've always been able to find one. And this one, <clears throat> this one was a gut punch. Re- it really was. And I, I can't stress that enough. Um, sick to my stomach, you know, never in a million years thought I would, uh, put a, a shot on it like that and not recover an animal. And I think it speaks to how most of us, you know, take hunting when you, when you, you know, you go at it, there's this exchange that when you do lose an arrow or a bullet, um, that if you're going to shoot it or you're going to shoot an arrow or a bullet that it's going to go, it's supposed to go where it is and the animal's going to die quickly and it's going to expire and you're going to be able to recover it. Um, very upset for the fact that I wounded an animal and I don't know where it went, but secondly also, um, I, I was, you know, of the belief that I was going to be able to have, you know, meat for my freezer, which is not the case currently. Uh, it was an extremely frustrating situation where, you know, I, be- I I truly do believe if there was rain, if it had rained less, I probably uh, wouldn't have felt, I know I put pressure on myself to shoot that deer. And I, I, I had made the decision at the beginning of that trip that I had bought the second tag of, I'm going to shoot a doe if one walks in front of me. I, just, I had that in my mind. I wanted to come home from this trip with meat, but still have a tag for antlers just in case. You know, it, it it's, I'm sure people who are listening to this have had this situation happen to them before, and I know every hunter goes through this at some point. Mine just comes a lot later in life and uh, is a lot more frustrating in a lot of situations. So ultimately, the biggest thing for me that uh, I take away from this is um, even though I practice all this time, this still happens. So it's important to remember that you can play the game right the entire time and you can still screw up. And that's okay. Um, I sound like Stuart Smalley, like you're good enough, you're smart enough and doggone it, people like me. But, um, you know, I, I took this as a learning experience that it's very important to make sure that you're not flinching, to make sure that you are confident in the things that you're planning on doing as a hunter in each of these situations and above all else, um, making, you know, proof positive that, uh, you know, even if you think you put a good hit on an animal, sometimes you don't, uh, you know, in, a, in next week or a couple weeks from now, um, there's going to be a podcast where we're breaking down, uh, Josh Lux buck and man, is that a story that you're going to hear? Actually, I believe it, it is out now on our YouTube channel if you want to go watch the video. But the story behind it is, you know, a completely different animal um, with how he pursued this buck and how it all ended up. But, you know, ultimately, um, you're going to run into this. And it's different when it's like a bird. Um, I've shot turkeys before, and I've, uh, <laughs> like, missed or, or whatever. Um or, you know, you put, put something on that and like, for whatever reason, when it's a deer, it's just a different thing. And I, I don't know if it's a mammalian thing where, you know, you heard another mammal and <clears throat> it gets in your head where the other things are birds. You know, I take, I, I make no bones about it. I, I, I try to, every, every arrow that I lose or every bullet that I shoot or every shell that I let go, 
or shoot out of my gun. It, it's it's intended purpose is to, you know, be on target. And sometimes it doesn't happen. It just doesn't. And uh, that's okay. Like it's a learning experience. The bad thing would be is if it continued to happen and I didn't learn from it. But you can bet for damn sure I have uh, learned quite a bit from this and I will be uh, moving forward in a lot different way with this stuff. So I'm excited to uh, get to tell you guys, though, we've got a good couple podcasts coming up. Like I said, we got Josh Lux uh, deer story coming up. We've got my dad's deer story, hopefully, um, literally uh, two days after I shot this, shot that deer out of that blind, uh, he put down a toad of a buck, and it is quite the story, quite the pictures of this deer. It it is it is a super impressive animal, and uh, one of the bigger ones that he's ever gotten. So uh, I was I was super proud. I, my only wish is that I was there to be able to share it with him. Like we talked about it all the way through and I had pictures of this deer on my camera and he had pictures of this on his camera and man, it's, it's just, it's a great, great buck. But I know I now have a target buck in Kentucky. He showed up on Friday, actually Uh nice four year old deer. I'm excited about it. I'm not going to be able to get out uh, for the remainder of this week, but uh, come hell or high water Saturday and Sunday, I'm hunting that buck and I can only hope that I've got the right wind for it, and uh, I'm I'm excited. He's a nice, nice deer, and hopefully he decides to stick around and he's not running far, far away. I've got does coming in, and that's that's the big part of it is keeping the does happy, brings the bucks in. Um, I've got scrapes opening up, and I'm sure you all out there too find scrapes. Make sure that you're hunting those areas around food sources especially if you got does coming in because the bucks aren't that far behind. It's the magical part of November, folks, and that's what I want you to always remember is that this time of year, something great can happen to you. So, with that being said, this has been Fueled by the Outdoors. I'm your host, Rick Cates, and I will talk at you next time. Bye. And that will do it for our podcast today. Please remember to subscribe, like, review on all major podcasting platforms. We are available on Apple, Google, TuneIn, CastBox, Spotify, and all other major podcasting platforms. As always, we are available for contact at theeliteoutdoors1 at gmail.com. That is theeliteoutdoors, the number one, at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. Talk to you next time.